Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Welcome back in, Kale and Company. It's Tuesday morning. As we roll till 10 o'clock this morning, Nick Don and Greg, 855-839-1210. On Twitter and Instagram, Facebook at 1210WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Still ahead this morning, we will have Dawn's Big Three at 9 o'clock. Uh, also at 9.20 this morning, our morning mystery movie clip with your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Philadelphia Flyers and the Las Vegas Golden Knights this uh, Saturday at Wells Fargo Center. So very cool prize with that. Cut sheet part do who on Twitter and YouTube today and what's on tap for the Dawn Show. Uh, also, still ahead, uh, Marvel puts out a major box office disaster. Uh, we will get to that story. And for many years, Homer Simpson and Bart Simpson have engaged in trying to uh, choke and strangle each other. Well, that's going to go by the wayside as uh, times have changed and the wokeness has uh, infiltrated Fox. Oh, are you kidding? Yes, I'm not kidding. Sadly, I'm not, sir. <laughs> Domestic child abuse. That's right. Anim- Dawn, animated uh, child abuse. I bet Dawn can get behind that, right? <laughs> yes, that is correct. Only animated. Right? Only animated. Oh, uh, and then also, uh, when it comes to Thanksgiving and the Thanksgiving Day Parade for Macy's, uh, a petition has now garnered some strong support, 17,000 strong, slamming the non-binary and transgender extravaganza that Macy has planned for their upcoming Thanksgiving Day Parade. Get to that story as well. But I do want to finish up the, the third hour. Uh, a lot of ridiculous stuff going on. Uh, in the world of sports when it comes to politics and social issues. We told you about the story about the eighth grader in California who was suspended for two days and barred from attending high school football games for putting eye black all over his face. And they tried to say it was blackface. It clearly isn't. Uh, if you've seen high school football players, college or pro players that do this, uh, it clearly does not resemble blackface at all. Uh, and then we get to Megan Rapino and Ryan Tannehill. I want to start with uh, Ryan Tannehill for a moment. Most people are probably like, who the hell's Ryan Tannehill? Uh, well, if you're an NFL fan, you know who he is. He was a quarterback for the Miami Dolphins for a handful of years. been in the league about 10 years. Uh, and then he went to the Tennessee Titans about four years ago, actually when I was working and doing sports in Nashville. Uh, he took over from Marcus Mariota, who is now the Eagles' backup quarterback. Um, so Deadspin is a website that kind of started out as sports and pop culture it, it kind of came on the scene before barstool and outkick and then it took a super uh strong left turn into uh the woke waters and they just love to say everything is racist so one of their writers who has a history of writing about racism in sports uh he goes by the name of karen k-a-c-a-r-r-o-n karen j phillips he has written articles in the past, and they go by um, the following subjects and headlines. Uh, he wrote an article saying, white people watching black athletes play in the NBA are white supremacists. The Little League World Series doesn't care about black people. Black quarterbacks <laughs> get no respect and have no job security. I just want clicks. Yes. Just, just give me clicks. Simone Biles doesn't get the same attention as Taylor Swift because she's black. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bears suck because they don't have a black head coach. So those are some of his past writing endeavors. So it should be of no surprise if you are familiar with his work. I looked him up on Twitter. He's got about 9,000 followers. Uh, he says that Ryan Tannehill, the Titans quarterback, 
is now only supporting the guy who took his job this year, Will Levis, because he is a white quarterback. So if you don't know the backstory to this, Ryan Tannehill, they kind of realized about two years ago he was not going to be the answer. He's he's no Jalen Hurts. So they drafted a kid named Malik Willis, a black quarterback. And uh, last year when they did this, uh, the media asked him about mentoring Malik Willis. And Ryan Tannehill, and I'm paraphrasing here, said something to the effect of, it's not my job to mentor the young guy. Probably what you shouldn't say as a veteran quarterback, but he was you know, probably a little butthurt. He knows that the future is, the writing's on the wall. He's not the solution. So Malik Willis played a little bit last year, and he stunk. So the Tennessee Titans went back to the drawing board this year and drafted another quarterback, a white quarterback by the name of Will Levis. Rocket for an arm. He was actually at Penn State for a little bit, transferred from James Franklin, went to Kentucky. So now Ryan Tannehill, it was some combination of injury and being benched where they said, okay, we're going to we're gonna see what the young kid uh, Will Levis has. So Will Levis has come in, and he struggled as well, but he, he definitely fits the part of what they want to do more than the kid they drafted two years ago in Malik Willis. So now Tannehill comes out, and he says that he is going to obviously support Will Levis, and this writer took offense to this. So Karen J. Phillips penned a scathing column for Deadspin yesterday arguing that Tannehill's support of young quarterbacks depends clearly and solely on their skin color. And he goes on to say, In 2022, Ryan Tannehill wanted nothing to do with the new guy in town, Malik Willis. He's black. In 2023, Tannehill has gone out of his way to make sure people know that he supports the newer guy in town, Will Levis. He's white. This stuff writes itself. And I can go on and on, but it's really not worth it. So let, let me explain to everybody what I believe is the turnabout here for Ryan Tannehill. I think the first time that it happened and he was benched for a young, unproven rookie, he took that personally. He felt hurt. He thought he still was the best option for the team at the time. Now it happens for a second time in two years. And the writing was on the wall on the wall this past April and May when they drafted another quarterback. I mean, I mean, let's face it: if if you're the quarterback and they draft a rookie in back to back draft classes, they are telling you we're hell bent on finding somebody that can do more than you. I think this time around, and it nothing to it didn't have anything to do with skin color the first time. Has nothing to do with skin color the second time. I think he's learned his lesson by not being a better team player and veteran and mentor. And he says the right thing that you're supposed to say, even if you're behind the scenes, you're, you're ticked off and you feel like you're being slighted. And he gets it right. He writes the ship. And of course, low hanging fruit for hack writers at Deadspin who probably get paid per click, um, which is a terrible way to live your life. Um, and he goes out of the way and this guy has a history of making outlandish comments about racism in sports. And I'm not naive enough to think that racism doesn't exist. Clearly it does. I I've even said, heck, I think anti-Semitism is at a higher level than your traditional quote racism in America. But once again, the demand for it far out exceeds the supply. And this guy has a history of writing trash articles um and playing to the low-hanging fruit clickbait crowd um so that's that's kind of my stance on that and here's the thing that bothers me the most too is in the world of sports sports are like the ultimate meritocracy there's no dei in sports there's no diversity equity and inclusion you play you get paid you get promoted you get drafted you get a contract extension based on solely your merit 
You know, the, if the NFL tried to adopt a DEI policy, we would have a terrible product because it's about putting the best 53 players on the field for the team on a given Sunday, regardless of race, gender, sexual orientation, political leanings. And for the most part, when sports fans come together, when you walk into Lincoln Financial Field, you don't care if the person next to you voted for Joe Biden or Donald Trump. You just care that the person next to you is wearing Kelly green or midnight green <laughs> and not a Dallas Cowboys jersey. So the, the, the whole concept of this in sports, to me, is completely overblown. And if you've ever been a part of a team or in a locker room, by yeah, sure, sure, there's moments where maybe there's stories of racism within sports. But for the most part, everybody's on the same page for one common goal. And I, I think that's pretty clear. So I just wanted to uh, get that story out there because I just, you know, once again, another absurd column written by somebody that really has no, no um, proof, no evidence that Ryan Tannehill is remotely racist, but it's convenient. And I, I really hope we get to the point one day where these people that get smeared unjustifiably so hit back with these writers that do this. And I'd sue the hell out of them. Like I, Slander, libel, defamation, any of those, um, you know, terms that are applicable. I mean, I don't know if it's worth the time. I mean, Ryan Tannehill makes millions. This writer probably makes 35 grand. Uh, you're probably not going to recover much in damages. But, like, these people need to have their feet held to the fire. For, like, the cavalier nature in which we just label people as bigots, racists, haters. I mean... Um, Don, I'm not sure if you have any thoughts on this. I know it's you know it's a Tennessee Titans story, so to speak. But <laughs> you know your boys play sports, and you know, I'm sure your boys can attest to you know the locker room dynamic. You know we don't care what what you're no just show up and work your butt off, and let's go win a game. Yeah, you're exactly right. Nobody's talking about politics. No, they're talking about the game. Right, and it's I, I it's a shame that they're trying to basically suck in sports to to do this. Yeah. It, to make to make it political, the white quarterback black quarterback conversation is so exhausting to talk about because it's been it's been done so many times that these the and you know what I'm taking the bait right here myself I'm giving this guy probably more attention than he got from the article that he wrote on dead uh, deadspin and uh, posted on his Twitter feed so uh, that's that then we got to get to Megan Rapinoe. Um, we we have talked about her many times uh, especially coming out of the summer during the World Cup. Uh, Megan Rapinoe, uh, one of these people that hates Donald Trump. Um, she's a part of the LGBTQ community. Uh, she is an atheist. Uh, she's just a really miserable human being. And she's uh, finishing her career. And apparently, um, in the final match of her career this past Saturday, she went down six minutes into her match with what they believe is a torn Achilles. Uh, it's the same thing that happened to Aaron Rodgers of the Jets four plays into the season opener on Monday Night Football. Um, and this was Megan Rapino in her post-match, post-press conference, where she not only talks about Aaron Rodgers and the treatment that he received and how she's going to try to reach out to him with the surgeon, but then she goes and says, this is further proof that there is no God. Take a listen to this. And this is a long one, although I'm, I'm going to get the Aaron Rodgers treatment, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be calling him or whoever did his surgery because we need to speed this up. But yeah, I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there wasn't God, like, this is proof that there isn't. <laughs> this is <laughs> up. Um, 
So yeah, it just <laughs> it's just she's an incredibly unlikable person yeah. and i was thinking about this like why would i value your opinion on your injury uh as you say that there's not a god i'm religious don i know you're religious i don't you know advertise my religion yeah. you do you i'm fine with it so i don't really value her opinion uh as an atheist as to whether or not there's a god based on the fact that you got injured in a sporting event um but i was thinking about this because she is one of these people that has played the victim card yeah, thank you for, for, saying that. for, for yeah, so yeah. long I, I don't care what she said about god right i'm not religious that's her opinion my, my, I'm fine with that. my thought is my thought on this is is mm-hmm. that she is always looking for an excuse of how she's been victimized yeah i've never met a more well colin kaepernick mm-hmm. but i've never met another m- more professional victim yes than megan rapino rapino or however the hell you say her yes name. she she and i and i was thinking about this yesterday with and I hate using the word woke because DeSantis killed it, but she is definitely falls under that um, category. Yeah. And when you strip away, see, I think there's people out there. And this, I think this was pre-pandemic. People were searching for their identities, and they didn't know what their identity was. And during the COVID, you had a lot of time of self-reflection with yourself. You probably spent way too much time on TikTok sharing uh, incoherent thoughts. And now people play the victim card. And I think if you strip away their wokeness and their victim card. And you just look at them for what they are. They have no redeeming qualities. Yeah. There's nothing likable about them. And there's nothing that you say, like, man, I would like to hang out with that person or, um, you know, this person's, you know, personality is very pleasant. They're just a very self righteous, entitled, yeah. angry group of people. Agreed. And if you take away their victimhood shield, they're the kind of people you just never want to see or be around. It's so true. Right? Like, you know, misery loves company. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you're a happy person, if you're a positive person, you like to surround yourself with people like that. You don't want to be around these people that literally think America sucks, the world blows, uh, everybody's a racist, a bigot, a hate, a hate. Like, you just go on down the list, and it's like, like what? why do you hate? So, okay, you hate yourself, obviously. I think that's the deeper issue here is you dislike yourself so much that you see no good really in anybody else unless they virtue signal along with you. Yep. It's like, hey, yeah, you want a virtue signal? You're in my club. You're in my club. But if you don't, um, I think you're awful. Sid Weiss on the YouTube chat hits an nail on the head. He says there's lots of money in using the victim card. There is for certain people. And I think they realized it was profitable, right? Like Colin Kaepernick realizes he's far more profitable yeah. in, in this endeavor than he is as a quarterback, yeah. as a backup at this point in the you, NFL. You don't think she, she realized that too? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, sure, I'm sure she gets really good money from endorsements, but I'd be willing to bet the money she makes to actually play soccer. I mean, women's soccer does not pay millions of dollars, mm-hmm. but the endorsements is where she makes her killing. And without that, I mean, she's probably going to be relegated to a normal nine to five unless she gets a media job. I just can't imagine going through life being that miserable. Like, they're just all miserable. They hate everything. Yeah. And it's like, if you hate it so much, just go. Yeah. If America is such an evil uh, nation filled with white supremacists, just leave. Yeah. Nobody's forcing you to stay. Go like, be like the Venezuelans who left Chicago and said, you know what, we're going back to our country because Chicago stinks. Well, it's funny. If she's, if she's as non-religious as she claims to be and she doesn't believe in God, then she really believes that this is, this is the one life she has. She better, like, yeah. like th- then, then practice that. Then mm-hmm. live your life to the fullest and stop being so miserable about everything. I know. I know. 855-839-1210, the phone number. We'll come back at Dawn's Big Three in the 9 o'clock hour. But first, Dawn Stenzel with a word for QC Kinetics. 
Yeah, because you got to start living again, living your life, doing all the things you love to do, especially this fall as we're heading into the holiday season. And the future of joint pain relief, it's right here in Philadelphia and our region. It is QC Kinetics, Advanced Regenerative Medicine. Some of you have told me, Dawn, it's like a miracle in my life. So if you've been told more steroids or maybe surgery are your only options, just hold up just a second, would you? Get a second opinion. Learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics does not mask the pain. These treatments go to the very core of the problem using concentrated healing properties that are placed directly into your aching joint, restoring and repairing that damaged tissue. So just think about it. Imagine it. Living your life. This this time of year, you know, we're, we're less than two weeks to the Thanksgiving holiday and beyond that, the holiday season. I'm talking about no more pain in your knees, your hips, your aching shoulder, your back. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. And this is what life is all about, moving and getting moving. QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Just call the local medical professionals. I, I, They're awesome. I visited them out at the KOP QC Kinetics in King of Prussia. Just get a free consultation. Do this today. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. 215-999-3000. 215-999-3000. QC Connects. Call them. 215-99-3000. Tell them Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.